Welcome to DP City Church Podcast. Connect, grow, serve. With demonic issues. Now, a lot of Christians will go, well, wait a minute, I really don't want to deal with this kind of stuff because it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Well, let me tell you something. It can be some of the most encouraging things you can hear when you hear things confront you and confront other people. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the questions go tonight. Okay? So um, let's begin reading. And we're going to begin reading. Where are we going to start? We're going to start in verse 7 again today. Follow along. It'll be on the screen. But unto every one of us, Paul says, given, is given grace according to the measure, wherefore, gift of Christ. Now remember, these are gifts. Okay? And he gave gifts unto men. What kind of gifts? Then he says, Now that he, he that descended is also he that ascended up far above the heaven. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists the saints. Say, I'm a saint. Okay, so we all need perfection. For the all, in other words, everybody gets these gifts. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, measure of the stature, knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, five gifts of the offices of the church. The apostles mistake this, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And I've said in the series, Jesus, the gifts of Jesus are different, but work with the wisdom, discerning of spirits, tongues, the interpretation of tongues, prophecy, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, and workings of faith. 14 gifts in all for us. Only what they are, but how to apply them to our life, because one day we are believers for the 14. What did we do with all of the uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers? He modeled it all, powered Jesus, and guided him and counseled him so that he was an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher. I'll repeat it again. The Holy Spirit empowered him, and I've said this to you, John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. They're the epicenter of the Bible, all the way to Genesis chapter 1, and all the way to Revelation Church to deal with. They come out of John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. And Jesus is of model for all the gifts, not only uh, of the Spirit, going to follow somebody else. You follow Jesus and how he did these things. So today, say teacher. teacher. All right. Let's look at Mark chapter 12 real quick. Chapter 12, verse 14. Listen to what happens. And thou carest for no man, for thou regardest not the person of men, way of God in truth. In other words, you can teach in and out are trying to trick him. Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said unto them, Why do you tempt me, bringing me a coin as an example? So in other words, he taught them by giving them teachers should model Jesus because he was the consummate teacher. And so when we talk about the teachers in church, we have to follow his role model. He said, in other words, here, they said to Jesus, no man teaches like you do. Looking at Jesus and listening to Jesus, and they're all looking at each other going, 
dude, that's good. They, they compliment him. We know that you are a true teacher and you care. For, doesn't mean he didn't care about people. He said, you don't teach people by what you think they want. Manner that they teach them what they need. And you, what good is it to tell your children what they need to do if you don't need to, if you can't tell them why? Wait, another will do this or I'm going to clean your clock. Listen, I want to teach you to do this and why. So they said, man, you're, you're incredible. You're an incredible teacher. Well, then they said to them, is it nobody's ever taught? And, and is it, they're trying to trip him in the process. Now, when, when they said, they are rabbis and scholars. You didn't get to cemetery. Seminary. And we know nothing about the education of Jesus. Other than a Jewish boy had to memorize the Pentateuch. The first five books of the Bible. Before they be bar mitzvah. And so you understand that. So, so they look at him and they and and that's what Jesus, we've never heard before. We've never heard anybody of the day. Because they recognized not only was he good, but the people were getting it. Did you get that? It wasn't that they just said, they were saying, basically, you know how to get the point across. And so they were called Jesus the, the teacher, the, the consummate teacher. Not because he went to school but because he taught like they couldn't. He walked away and got it. And the whole point of the teacher in the fivefold gifts is that people that can teach in a way that everybody gets it. That's the process. Well, not everybody, because some people just, you know, it goes, Jesus taught people to promote their freedom through knowledge. And understanding. Jesus taught them because he understood freedom. Because the knowledge they received changed the darkness is the same word for ignorance. So in other words, base darkness and bring them into understanding. Now we all kind of basically in a way that they admired. And these are the teachers of the day. John 8, 32, it says this, and you shall know the truth. Listen to what it says. And the truth shall make you free. His response to people of that day was, if you get it, it'll free you, your life. That's why people should go to church. And that's why pastors should teach because it's about bringing freedom to us all. It's about, make sense? It's not about binding people to church and they don't go to church to learn. They go to church to be entertained. Bless us four and no more. Acts 2, 4, make me happy. Wow. I get that. So, because knowledge is freedom. And the word knowledge and understanding in Hebrew means light. Father, you as parents, if you're a parent, Teach your children to brush their teeth. Why? Because it's healthy and they get to keep them. Your children to understand. Right? And so you understand because teaching is just telling the truth. That's what's hard. 
Because not everybody wants the because not everybody wants what the truth does. Jesus modeled the consummate teacher. And in the process, Jesus had the Holy Spirit. John 13, 14, 15. About Jesus and his teacher. Who got it, and when the people got it, what did the people get with it? Follow them. Okay? And to, to, to put them in a corral and to manage them. Because religion sees people as dumb sheep. Even a goat is. Sheep go, bye, yes, yes, yes. And goats go, but, 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 but. They recognize, right? And so you understand that freedom is what in his truth. And because he cared for and loved the people in a very, listen to what I'm going to say. He did not follow the rabbinical profession. So another what teaching is about. So in a very unprofessional way, he didn't teach them to struggle. Because I'm such a good teacher? Or would you come back? No matter who's teaching. People say, well, I want so-and-so because I like the way they teach. Well, you may like the way they teach, but anybody who gets freedom, it's liberty. And when you understand, you begin to see that that's the whole message of the fivefold. That when you get down to the bottom of the list, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. True teachers love their students as much as the subject they choose to teach. By the way, teacher, teachers in the school, you see there are three classrooms that meet here during the day. Give me a word this week. We're getting close to having the modulars. for over a year now, over a year now, that we got classrooms, so they'll be able to go out and have, okay. Oh, teachers love their students and the subjects they choose to teach. So one, they love for students to get the subject so they'll be free to move into the future. For instance, the teacher loves to teach math. Why does a teacher teach history? Because a teacher loves history. Why do teachers teach history or math? Because they not only love the subject, subject and then love the students, fire them. Oh, I want to get into public education right now. Well, why don't we go there? Not most teachers teach because they love to teach. But when teachers will violate moral system that is totally out of whack, that teacher is no longer a teacher. And move on. Get that off. And in the process, well, let me give you a classic example. When I was, um, when I was in fourth grade, at Ed C. Lewis School in Downey, California. That it came out of fourth grade, and they put me in a class in fifth grade. Playpounders were the kids that had learning disabilities that they didn't know how to understand. I just, I, I had a learning disability. I couldn't do it. I didn't know at the time what dyslexia was. 
And if most of you know, but dyslexia is where you transpose words and you move. But you've got to read it and read it, and then learn. you can't. You can barely read. You can. So they put me in clay pounder's class. And so in clay pounder's class, take this word, but I'm going to tell you what the what the other students called, the ones who learn slower than others. And they put me in the plate. What would see that Bobby had to go to Mr. Cavender's class. And what was interesting about Mr. Cavender was he recognized, he chose to teach kids who had a hard time learning how to learn. I'm telling you gospel truth. I remember Mr. Cavender saying, Bobby Beckett, you are not stupid. And he would say that very, you are not stupid. Don't you listen to anybody who tells you everything I you just have a hard time learning. And I do. And so, and that was an embarrassing time. But I remember he would always encourage me. And he would come up to me, and when we'd, we'd, we'd be doing some kind of art thing or clay was a video or whatever stuff was, that he recognized that I, with something or something wasn't working or working right, he said, and he finally pulled me aside, he goes, you solve problems. You may not be able to read very well, but you know how to solve problems. And he said, and I just remember him encouraging me and telling me, the six are problem solver. And, and I remember him saying, you're not them. And I went to six through the rest of went on. And I don't really actually even remember how, and I don't know how I did exactly because they didn't know how to diagnose dyslexia. But I learned, and I learned to learn around it. And I remember Mr. Cavender saying, Bobby, you think like an engineer because you move things and make them happen. Right. That stuck with me. And when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go to college because I wanted to be an engineer. Now, if I would have finished college... I'd never be in it, okay? But I had learned how to read. Now, now listen to me, those of you that have been accused of being educationally handicapped, I read for a living. Because God can change what man declares you are. It was because of the love of a teacher, and, 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 and then I was in Boy Scouts. And I had a, a, a scoutmaster who had chosen, didn't even know Mr. Cavender, chosen to help me get my order of the arrow when you went. Those of you that know what Boy Scouts are, that's the highest level you can get in Boy Scouts, the order of the arrow. And the order of the arrow was a really strange thing because they didn't tell us what they were going to do with us. They took us up into Arrowhead, California, Arrowhead in the mountains, and uh, someplace. Father, uh, the fathers took the boys out into the wasteland, out in the dark, and then the father would camp you down on the ground, say, you sleep with Bobby Beckett or all the other boys. You do not leave this place. If you do, and I remember my dad saying that while he was smoking a cigar. And I saw the light disappear. And I remember thinking of me, both helped me. Cavender, 
and Mr. Galvin, the scoutmaster, how to teach in a way that I could understand. That when I woke up in the morning and it was light, and I mean, I was how could spitless? I was terrified the whole night thinking. And when I woke up in the morning, he was about 30 feet away from me against a tree. He'd been there all night. You can learn from experiences in life because the truth for how we live our lives successfully in this wall on the block. But the light you have in you, that. And darkness is ignorance. And you can share the message of the garbolic examples of how we learn. So when Jesus taught in parables, he was out to, and he wanted pen because he was a consummate teacher. Go there, if you would, Matthew 13. And uh, let me show you something real quick, okay? Watch this. I'm going to go to Matthew 13. And we're going to look at verse, start at verse 3. And he spake many things unto them in parables. Watch what it says. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much of in the earth. Okay? And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And he teaches about seeds and how they're planted. And he begins to give them an example. And if you water it long enough, and if it's on the right soil. Get out of me. You've got to love me forever because you're going to live on my block. Okay? Um, that... The, the truths of the scripture, are you stony ground? Later on when you read the parable, you get a chance. Please, I'm begging you, go home and read it. Just come and you're going to, if you understand, if, you, if you're stony ground, you know what those folks are going to get? They're going to get nothing. You know why? Because the seeds are going to fall on stony soil and there's not going to be any depth. Go on and read the parable. And then he said there are people that, that, the soil's been turned up and they're turned up and they're hungry. And they come to church to learn not from someone who's better than they are, but to learn from someone who's, that will help them because their soil is no longer stony and hard or like a road that's been walked on. They're hungry and they're willing to things that are taught and it does more than give them a cheap buzz. How many people go to church and they go, give me something I've never heard before? <laughs> this is when some they do. They don't say that out loud. And they're not saying you, but there are a lot of Christians, they don't want to learn. They don't want to be challenged. Because when you hear truth, truth challenges you to change. Now, I don't know about you, but when I, I mean, I don't want to go home the same. I want to go home different. And when you, when you find a place with something that causes you to think about who you really are, Bobby Beckett, and who God says you can be, not religion and not man. What does he think? But who does God say you are? And what does he say about you, about who you are? Does that make sense? That's Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. But teachers are on the bottom of the list. You know why? Because they're the foundation. Because if you don't teach the people right, you can have all the apostles in the world and mm, understand that 
teachers, te- teachers teach us so that we can all, we need them all, we know how to understand. Not because they were dumb. Parables were the media of our day. Videos and we use media and all kinds of things. And John 8.32 says, Make you free. Make you free from what? Now respond to me. Friends is darkness. When you come to church, you want to get something so that when you go to the world, world full of darkness, you're a light. Jesus said, you're easy and you glow in the dark? No. You have, come on you guys, intellectual truth, it's, and it's not, and so we all understand that um, it, it exposes the darkness. And here, a, lot of, a lot of Christians go, I don't, I, don't, I don't want anybody to think, I, right? Because we are, we're watching how you act. So Acts 18.26, and when they heard Paul or Saul, remember Saul was Paul, whom they once feared, they, now watch this, Priscilla and Aquila. I'm going to stick my foot in it again. Priscilla and Aquila were pastors. And they taught Saul, Paul. Who was Paul? Paul was Saul, who was brilliant. So smart and so well un, well trained educationally that he all the geniuses of the day gathered where all the TED you know what TED talks are yeah. day version the uh, the old, old version of the TED talks and he debated the intellect so much gray matter going on in his life he was so intellectual it was incredible. just two pastors who sat him down. And they taught an incredibly intelligent prophet. Does that make sense? In other words, if, if they would have sent him out to teach, and he did, he went out to teach people, he'd shoot way over their head. I know it's true, but I don't understand. Way going, do you know what he said? I don't know what he said. Yeah, he said something to him. Yeah. And say, sit and pay attention. You can't love the truth more than you love the people. People, you don't even understand the truth. Did you get that? And when you love the people and you want them to understand and you want to understand, that will make you as a teacher, get this, you as a teacher, that will make you and you never get too big for your britches. And you'll never think you're smarter than everybody else. But just as soon as you start thinking you're smarter than everybody else, God will send you an idiot that knows more than you do. But here's the problem. And, and i got to finish with this this morning because we understand that, that, that the, the truth, uh, uh, let me do it this way. Immediate, go with me. Second Timothy, oh my goodness, four, watch this. Watch this. We're going to do this. Let me finish with this this morning. Still living in the dead in the view of the appearing in the, his kingdom, I give you this charge. Now listen to the charge. And out of season, correct, rebuke, encourage with all great patience and careful instruction. Put up with sound doctrine. Churches that used to be full. Are people just like that? 
They want to endure something. Okay, and we're all going to be okay, but you're going to get down and you're going to tell them you're going to have to face the issues of the nation that we're facing. And you're going to teach people, oh, it's just going to get better and it's all going to go away. I'll be the first one to admit it. But what if I'm right? And what if the rest of the world that evil in this nation have gone past a point to be the same nation again? Never. And this world will never be the same. Evil schools will tell little Johnny he'd look better as a girl. And I love teachers. Don't send me any letters. Don't, don't, don't. Do, do you get that? In other words, we got to, why do you think you as a church have a school? Because public education, bless the teachers in there that are struggling, they're believers. It's not all taught by teachers that, not all. I'm not indicting every teacher. I'm not mad at teachers. I wouldn't want to be a teacher in a public education. Our livelihood. The teachers are being threatened with their career sexual identity issues. God help us if the church and understand that you have a school for the sake of the children. We watch. I came and picked up something and I came back down Yale and I'm coming down Stetson and I can't even see the left lane. There are so many people in the left lane trying to turn left. I'm thinking, what's going on? Cars lined up. I totally forgot that when I finally got around the corner, down Girard, coming back up Girard, parents pick up children's parents from your school. The reason I point that to the lives of their children and we need to get teachers in pulpits in America that will teach the truth. You know, but you got to understand that to, to, to understand, here's the problem. We have Q-tip to tickle their ear. Q-tip? <laughs> Scratch the itch. He warned him. He said, you just, you just want teacher for you so you can go away to relieve the pressure when you need to respond to the truth. Do you want somebody to Q-tip you? And I'm telling you before God, we're going to see a revival of true biblical teaching. No more of this funny business. are at war with ignorance and we in a relevant way that will follow the example of Jesus. I have pastors that meet in my office uh, every Wednesday from around the community and we learn from one another. I can tell you there are not all because revival is going to come to town and you need to start praying for revival to be taught. And so as we Finish this series today. Remember, evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And begin to revive revival to come from knowledge. If all we... who I went to church. Man, I felt so good. How about... I believe with everything in my body that God's going to do something for this community. Not because teachers 
are going to be as good as Jesus. Nobody will ever be as good as to be filled with Jesus' teacher. Read John 14, verse 26. Jesus said, I'm going non-charismatic. I'm telling you before God, there are the Holy Ghost recently. And there are others that are going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Not because we want everybody to be a charismatic Pentecostal. God wants teachers and pulpits teaching the truth of the scriptures so that people get free to do that. People will go into the community and set others free. People say, well, now people are going to finish with this. This is my third and final closing. I just believe the whole Bible. Don't put a label on me. I'm a born-again believer that did it and told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't put a label on me. Just truth. And that includes you. Let me ask you a question. You may be a visitor to the gospel. Jesus taught it very simply. Do you know where you're going when you die? And if you don't know where you're going when you die, you have any doubt about that? You are not a Bible, a true Christian. You're a Christian by name only. The only way you can be forgive you of all your sins and give you the promise and hope of eternal life. the third day, And that means you have to believe he died on the cross for you. The proof of that is not whether you go to church or not whether you say, believe all that. The proof of that is, do you believe if you don't, if you don't know that for sure, you know about Jesus, but you haven't met him in a very personal way. And he wants you to know that today. So, as we close, would you bow your heads? When you die today, and you want to know for sure, you want the peace, you want the assurance, the absolute confidence that you are going to heaven one day when you die, whenever that day is, and whenever that day comes, and you don't know for sure, please, with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody else is looking. You say, I don't know. Just put it up. I'm going to give you a count of three. One, don't miss this chance because today, and if you die, yes, sir, I see that hand. God bless you, sir. Two and three quarters. Two and seven eighths. Don't make me see the next number. One, two. I want to know for sure. Amen. There are two people today that have said, so we're going to pray this prayer with them out loud. So say it out loud with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I confess Jesus as my Lord, my Savior. He died. That I have eternal life and I'm forgiven of my sins. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the family of God is over here in the corner in the, with the black leather jacket. And if you looked up and you want to know more about what you just did, we are here to help you. As you go, waiters and the waitresses, just love people because they deserve to be loved because Jesus died for them, even if they don't know it. Would you stand? Get a hold. Thank you for a hoof, a paw, or a claw. Father, again, with grace, to go live it in Jesus' name and all of God's people said.
God bless you. We love you. Thank you for joining us today at DP City Church. We would love the opportunity to pray for you, and we are believing God will do big things in your life this year. You can contact us at info.dpcitychurch.com. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can visit www.dpcitychurch.com. Thanks again. God bless.